When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Bart Scott, former Jets linebacker, co-host of Bart and Han, 98.7 ESPN in New York. Bart, your reaction to that from Steve Young is what? Well, first of all, I have a lot of respect for the Hall of Famer. First of all, can you guys hear me well? I'm standing on the roof outside getting rained on. I'm playing hurt, you know, you know, oh. for you guys, making sure that we can deliver. So hopefully hey. you guys can hear me well. Yes, sir. But I, I have a lot of respect for Steve Young, but let's call a spade a spade. You know, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the king of when kicking, keeping it real goes wrong. <laughs> I got to keep it real. This is an example of Steve Young who has a relationship with Zach Wilson. He went to his um, school, BYU. This is him trying to protect him. The Jets have done a tremendous job of giving this kid everything he needs to be successful. And that's apparent by how well every other quarterback that plays when he's not playing does, right? And when you look at what they've done, you know, what did they do? They went out and moved up and got Vera Tucker to protect him. They drafted Makai Beckins to protect him. In the offseason this year, they went out and got a pro bowler in Langton Tomlinson. They drafted Brees Hall, who was on his way to being the offensive rookie of the year. They did that for him. They, they made sure in first round that they got him a number one weapon in Garrett Wilson, who probably is going to be the offensive rookie of the year. He has two rookie of the year candidates on his roster right now. And then what happened when Brees Hall got hurt, they was aggressive and went out and got James Robinson from the Jaguars who played at a high level, a Pro Bowl caliber guy. They have done everything that they can do for him. And, you know, for, for them to say that they, they're mismanaging him, that they're not developing him, is absurd. Because guess what? Sometimes humbling a young quarterback because he doesn't know how to, under, how to handle an interview. Listen, everybody knows I got mad beef with the Patriots. <laughs> but listen, what they, how, they, how, they, how they responded to that debacle of the last play, how Stevenson said, hey, I got to be smarter. How Jacoby Myers said, you know what? He threw the ball to me because he thought that he knew that he could trust me and I let him down. That is how you take accountability. So part of developing a young quarterback is teaching him how to take accountability. We see the same thing happening when you talk about uh, Kyler Murray out there in Arizona. Sitting him is a part of the development process because, son, you need to sit down and see how pros handle press conferences and see how pros handle adversity. And right now they're winning just in spite of him, not because of him, right? So he has to step up because his career is in jeopardy. The issue is that the team is ready to win now. The quarterback isn't. Justin Fields can get away with that in Chicago because their team isn't winning. Trey Lance is injured, right? And now you talk about the number one quarterback pick this year. He was letting his organization down as they went through a tough slide. But Doug Peterson has done a tremendous job and you have to applaud Trevor Lawrence for raising his level and now playing like the number one overall pick. So to say that they haven't done a great job in doing this, this is how much they're dedicated to Zach Wilson. 
They put cheese on the taco of his personal coach and hired him. So how? what more can you ask an organization to support a young quarterback? And Alex Smith just jumped on. He just jumped on a bandwagon because he rolls with, it, with his fellow 49er quarterback. But come on, man. Both of y'all, if y'all take a deep look at that, might want to take that take back because this is a bad take. <laughs> I'm going to steal that, by the way. Putting cheese on the personal taco. That's a great phrase. Um, so speaking of Zach Wilson, is, is then tonight, is tonight really important for him in terms of his long-term future of the Jets, to kind of go out there and show that he can be the quarterback down the line? I mean, it is, right? Because, listen, right now, we always talk about, well, these two guys would be paired together for all times, right? Because you talk about Trevor Lawrence, and you talk about the number one pick and the number two pick. Well, we know that we have no argument with the number two pick. Let's talk about the number two pick versus the pick that they passed up, and you talk about Justin Fields. We talk about this all the time. Do you imagine Justin Fields with Brees Hall right now with this team? Could you imagine what that's like? So he's going to make sure that he – because it looks like Justin Fields is figuring something out, and they're going to have to figure out he's going to always be compared to the Jets. What would have happened if the Jets would have taken so-and-so? And that's something that people in New York are accustomed to. What if the Jets would have – I mean, what if the Knicks would have just waited one more time and got, uh, and got Steph Curry? What if the Knicks would have, you know, decided to say, instead of getting Neil Aquino, what if they would have got Don Mitchell, right? So we're accustomed to that here, and that's how New York works. You're going to be compared to the person that they passed up to take you, and that person is Justin Fields. So he has to figure it out and figure it out in short order because can you imagine what this team is going to be like next year when Brees Hall comes back, what happens when Makai Becton comes back, when Vera Tucker comes back? This is a young team with a young core that's going to be successful for a long time and if he can't carry the load, the Jets are going to have to make sure that they bring in somebody that can be a backup if he's a bust. We saw it with RG3, right? People always talk about RG3 and his career and what it could have been. Well, guess what? The You like that guy was taken in the same draft, and eventually <laughs> the, the Washington football team decided to go with that guy and not the guy that they took second overall, just like Zach Wilson. So like, Zach Wilson is, is in a tough spot because he faces becoming Baker Mayfield. He faces becoming, um, you know, the quarterbacks of the past. All he has to do is look at that, that draft. Hell, look at Sam Darnold. Like, look at Jameis Winston. It happens, right? And don't, but don't tell me it's happening because they didn't develop him or give him a chance. Listen, you can't – nobody – listen, the unfortunate accident that, that, that Knapp, who was brought in to develop him, happened, right? It's nothing. It's nobody's fault, right? But they've done everything that they can do to give this kid an opportunity. He can make the spectacular plays, but greatness is measured by doing the little things routinely. Mm-hmm. Anybody can do a splash play and throw a Hail Mary and show off a good arm. Hell, Jeff George did that. Yep. But the guy that we compare and call the greatest of all time, Tom Brady, doesn't have all those physical accolades or, or, or skill sets that maybe some of the greatest stores have had. But what he does have is the intangibles that know how to lead a team and understand how to read defenses and break, de- and break defenses down. Like, like Bernard Hopkins says all the time, was built last longer than was born. Zach Wilson was born with natural gifts that you can't teach. But what happens is the game isn't about doing that to spectacular. At some point, all our bodies fill us, and you have to be able to rely on what you've mm-hmm. built. And right now, he hasn't done a good enough job in learning how to break down defenses. Mike White shouldn't be able to be more effective than him because Mike White's more effective than him, not because he has a better arm, because he anticipates, because he understands defenses, rotations, and pre-snap recognition. You can't just rely on God-given ability. This game is about 80% playing above the shoulders, and that's where this kid is falling short, be it because he didn't have a lot of experience playing at BYU, he didn't play a lot of football, 
whatever the case is, that's a him problem, not the Jets. And Steve Young and Alex Smith need to go ahead and pump their brakes and retract that statement. I love the idea of here here for a, here for a long time, not a good time. If you want to last in this league, you got to learn how to play the game as opposed to relying on your God-given talent like Jeff George. Yes. Jay Cutler comes to mind as a more contemporary yes. example of the Jeff George corollary. Bart, get in out of the cold, get dry, get you, get you something to eat. We appreciate the time, man. Thank you again. No problem. You guys get an invoice with me. I need a free meal. <laughs> that's, my, that's, that's, my, that's my cousin, Bart Scott. Uh, our former Jets linebacker, co-host of the Bart and Han program on 98.7 ESPN Radio uh, in New York. ESPN.com. ESPN.com is already redrafting the 2021 NFL draft. That is already happening. And I know Jets fans are probably like, oh, their ears are perking up. We can do that? I didn't know. I didn't know that we could do that. Gabe Neitzel, Randy Scott, we're going to dive into some of those results. Wait till you hear Who's going to the Jets at number two in that redraft? It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance can protect your small business with over 30 coverage options, an easy-to-use mobile app, personalized discounts, and more. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Discounts and coverage selections not available in all states or situations. He is Gabe Neitzel. You can hear him on ESPN Milwaukee in the mornings with Jen Latta, our friend from ESPN's College Game Day, as well as former Packers tight end Mark Chamura. I'm Randy Scott here in Bristol, Connecticut. We're presented, as we said, by Progressive Insurance, 888. Oh, my goodness. 888-SAY-ESPN is the uh, call-in number. If you're gonna, you might have an opinion here on this, on this ESPN.com redraft of the 2021 NFL draft. I'm sort of taking a deep breath, Gabe, because I'm looking at the quarterback specifically. And oh, as a Raider fan, to be able to redo a draft. I'm sure, Gabe, give me, I'm sure there's a Packers draft along the way you would have wanted to redo. 
Oh, man. Uh, I can't think of one. Maybe 2020 when they decided to draft a quarterback and then their current quarterback went to be on the back-to-back league MVP. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think I can think of one. Uh, just maybe off the top of my head if, yeah. if you really pressed me on it. Yeah. Um, but this, yes, this is a wild list. When you take a look at the fact that they went three quarterbacks in a row with the Jaguars, Jets, and then the 49ers trading up to get Trey Lance, and then there's just one quarterback in the redraft in the top seven with still Trevor Lawrence at the number one pick. It's, it's a fascinating debate to have, and we just heard Bart Scott talking about it. Like, what if Justin Fields was on this Jets team? Like, how oh, good would this Jets man. team be? This is only a year and a half ago. Like, we're also redrafting this. We yeah. haven't even, we've only had one draft since this one. Yeah, I mean, but there are people, in, you know, to Gabe's point, he mentions the first three quarterbacks, and you're like, oh, I remember Trevor Lawrence, I remember Zach Wilson. Trey Lance, you forget about Trey Lance because he's been hurt. He's been on the shelf or on the bench or holding the clipboard for so long. And just to refresh your memory, yeah, it was the three quarterbacks, like Gabe said. Then it was Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddell, and Panay Sewell. Tough to argue with four, five, six, and seven. But given what we know about the teams, let's go ahead and throw this out there, okay? Right now, the, the, on the redraft, it stays Lawrence. Then it's Justin Fields to the Jets. Micah Parsons to the 49ers. God, imagine him on the 49ers defense. Jamar Chase to the they Falcons. They already have the best defense, and they're adding Micah Parsons? That seems unfair. I think it's just a matter of don't take Trey Lance, right, if you're if you're the yes, 49ers? 100%. Um, and then instead of Jalen Waddle to the Dolphins, it's Pat Sertain. Okay, Pat Sertain's son, Patrick, Patrick Sertain the second. Rashawn Slater, rather, goes to the Bengals instead of Jamar Chase, and then the Lions stay the same with Panay Sewell. I want to focus on the Jets. What would they be? Let's let's tug on the thread that, that Bart threw out there. What would the Jets be, Gabe, with Justin Fields at quarterback? Well, I mean, they definitely win last week's game against the Lions, right? <laughs> I feel pretty good about that. I feel pretty good about adding at least one more win to the Jets. Yeah. I, I, I just I feel that they are – so right now they're a 7-7 seven and seven team – I mean, saying that they would have nine wins right now, being nine and five, I, I feel that's fair. Being a nine and five team, kind of, yeah, you're not going to be able to catch the the Bills and, and be the you know the you know the, the leader of that division. But you're the second best team in that division. You're a clear wild card team, and probably a team that nobody wants to mess with with the number of weapons that you would have around an incredibly athletic quarterback. Well, and Evans been Evans been sort of banging this drum today, saying you know the Zach Wilson is a victim of the Jets' success. Like, the Jets got better quicker, like, more quickly than perhaps the front office anticipated. So Wilson's improvement has lagged behind the improvement of the defense and the offense. And there's a butterfly effect here. If they draft Justin Fields, does that mean they don't draft Brees Hall? Like, who's to say how the rest of their draft strategy, especially last season, who's to say, you know, the the 2022 draft, I mean, who's to say how that would have been different, Gabe, if they take Fields instead of Wilson? Yeah, because with with Fields, you have a run game in your quarterback, so you have to draft and, and get a running back behind him. I understand where that comes from. And are, are we looking past Justin Fields' flaws because he plays for a bad team? Because I feel he gets – the Bears are being celebrated right now, I believe, by their fans in Chicago because you get to see that promise of Justin Fields, yet you are still losing games, so your draft position is going to be really good – once you hit the draft this upcoming spring, and because the team is bad, do we overlook some of those flaws? Is is that potentially a thing? Because I, I guess I just look at Trevor Lawrence and I see what some of these other second-year quarterbacks are doing, and it's 
I mean, I think they're developing at a pretty decent pace. I mean, Mac Jones was taken in this draft as well. Mm -hmm. He's regressed this year. But I also think that's partially because he has a new offensive coordinator. Well, I shouldn't even say he has a new offensive coordinator because the Patriots don't have an offensive coordinator. Just a disastrous decision by Bill Belichick to not really put somebody, one person in charge of that offense, I think really hurt Mac Jones. But with Wilson, he's in the same system. He has the same offensive coordinator. He's got more weapons around him. And yet, at best, I think we can say he's plateaued right now. Wilson has absolutely plateaued, and I think that's being I think that's being kind. I mean, he's not making Bart said this. We've had other guests say it. He's not making the high percentage throw, the easy quote unquote throws, the layups. He's not making the layups. He's forcing the ball into into tighter windows farther down the field. But you ask him to make make a pass in the flat, and he's skipping it. Um, Trevor Lawrence has improved week over week, month over month this season. Not only this season, but last season. That improvement has gone on. Trey Lance is an incomplete, to be sure. Um, for Zach Wilson, the thing that he can control that is has certainly opened the, more than opened the door to Mike White is just you can tell the locker room responds to Mike White in, in a way that they don't respond to Zach Wilson, and that has a lot to do with how Wilson answers questions or doesn't answer questions or takes responsibility or, in this case, does not take responsibility it's just it's a fascinating redraft and you're right I think what the the Bears are in that sweet spot it's a great point by you Gabe because you're not winning games so you're not ruining your draft slot but you're not winning games in embarrassing hopeless fashion you're showing a flash of what's still there it's this fine line that the franchises can walk sometimes where you build excitement while also not you know ruining your ruining your your potential uh draft you know slot for the next season so Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars are now the favorites in the AFC South. So are they a good bet to win it? It's Gabe Nassel, Randy Scott, and for the guys, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. We'll dive into that after this from FanDuel. Football season is heating up, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your bet doesn't win. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. The app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. So sign up today with promo code PLAY for your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? 
about that time. Let's make the people some money. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. He's Gabe Neitzel, ESPN Milwaukee there in, in frosty snow globe, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It makes me think of love, actually, every time this time of year. Wisconsin. I'm Randy Scott here in Bristol, Connecticut. Uh, in a much warmer place, we hope, is Tyler Fulgham, our ESPN sports betting analyst, joining us on the Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN is a phone number. Uh, Tyler, let, let's dive into Thursday night football. And speaking of diving, it seems like the total uh, for this thing, the over-under certainly is uh, is falling uh, amidst the, the wind and the rain there at MetLife Stadium. Uh, when you look at the line, you look at the total, let's look at the prop. If you could give us your side, the play for Thursday night football with the Jets and the Jaguars tonight. Can confirm, Las Vegas, Nevada, much warmer, <laughs> although still a little seasonably cool here in the desert, uh, but much warmer than what you guys are seeing there in the Midwest and on the East Coast, what we'll see tonight in East Rutherford. As far as just the side, I lean towards the Jags plus the point. Let's put this out there first and foremost. It is an absolutely brutal, difficult assignment for Trevor Lawrence and this Jags offense. Short rest on the road, inclement weather and elements against maybe the best pass defense and all of the National Football League. Robert Sala with his front seven and then the back end of Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed are the best unit at limiting efficiency, limiting explosive play, limiting your ceiling and lowering your floor as far as a pass offense in the entire NFL. But Trevor Lawrence is on an absolute heater. He's clearly the superior quarterback in this game. And when I see a total plummeting well below 40 into the low 30s, Having a head start with points on the scoreboard is a premium. I think the Jags are just the, the better team when Lawrence is the quarterback. If Mike White was the QB, I'd like the Jets in this spot. But I think it's going to be a low-scoring, 17-16, 16-14 type of game where Trevor Lawrence takes advantage of a Zach Wilson mistake late and leads the Jags on a game-winning drive with a field goal or a touchdown that gives them a close win and a low-scoring game. Well, if that were to come true, if they win their final two games, the Jags would then win their division. They'd win the AFC South. Are they a good bet to go ahead and win the AFC South at minus 160? Gabe, Randy, I planted my flag with the Jacksonville Jaguars as the AFC South champion in week three of this season. I was looking quite foolish for much (laughs) of October and November. But thank you, Doug Peterson, Thank you, Trevor Lawrence, and thank you to the Tennessee Titans for, and it's not their fault, falling on their face because of myriad injuries. I have so much respect for Mike Vrabel and what he does to get the most out of his team, but the Titans are a wreck right now in terms of injuries. Not just Ryan Tannehill. That, of course, is most important. But on the defensive side, they've lost pretty much their entire back end and one of the best all-around linebackers in the NFL in David Long Jr. So I think this Titan team is going to struggle down the stretch, and if and when they go to Jacksonville in Week 18 with the division on the line, I like the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence to pull out that dub in Duval County and clinch a playoff spot as the AFC South champions. I have been on the Jags since Week 3. I said on Daily Wager yesterday when the price was plus 110, they're now odds on favorite before the Ryan Tannehill news is made official that you should be back in the Jaguars. I still think you can do that, although the price is not – as advantageous or profitable as it once was. But, man, I think this is the Jags' division to lose. 
I, that's a that's a hey, listen. There was tremendous value twenty four hours ago. There's still time because one more. If the if the Jaguars win tonight, that number is going to be what Tyler oh, yeah. minus two fifty, two sixty, something like that. Yep. Uh, he's Tyler Fulgemar, yep. ESPN Sports betting analyst. So all right, from from a, a rock fight tonight in the rain uh, to an interesting <laughs> one. Like the storylines at quarterback for the Eagles and Cowboys game in Dallas. Eagles right now getting six points. Uh, where are you leaning in that one? I want to start with the total. I like it to go over. It's one of the few games this weekend in the National Football League that will be unaffected by weather at Jerry World in Dallas, indoor, pristine conditions. I like it to go over the total because these are two of the fastest-paced offenses in the National Football League, especially since they met in week six. No Dak Prescott. Remember, it's Cooper Rush. Of course, it'll be Gardner Minshew. No Jalen Hurts. But these are two fast-paced teams that don't use a lot of play clock, like to get up and run plays. The question is whether or not Gardner Minshew can keep this Eagles offense on track, and I think he can. Minshew in his career has a 41-12 touchdown-to-interception ratio. Last year, he had a 60.9 QBR and a couple of starts with the Philadelphia Eagles, which is well above league average of 50. That's very good. And Minshew is operating in an environment that is as conducive to success and makes it as easy as possible for a quarterback to perform at an efficient or high level as any in the league. Nick Sirianni and this coaching staff have done nothing but exceed expectations since they got this job. He might win coach of the year. He's the odds-on favorite right now. You have A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. You have an elite offensive line. You have Miles Sanders and a cadre of running backs that can do their job. I think Minshew's one of the best backup quarterbacks in the NFL. You couple that with his environment and the fact that a once daunting Dallas defense has now become kind of soft. They've had injuries in the back end of their secondary. And now Leighton Vanderesh has another stinger last week and has taken some of the bite out of that defense. So I think Minshew and the Eagles can keep pace with Dak and the Dallas offense. That's why I like the total to go over. And if I had to pick a side, I'd take the points at the Eagles because I don't think Minshew is going to look drastically worse in terms of moving the football than Jalen Hurts has this season. I think it's a fun, entertaining, tight game. I'll take Philly plus the points, and the total will go over. Is there any other team that's looking like they're a playoff team or in that playoff hunt that's a favorite this week that's on upset alert in your mind? A team that's a favorite that might be on upset alert? Um, Yes. You know, I'll say this. Yeah, yeah, I got one. I got one. I I know a lot of people think the Detroit Lions are a lock to make the uh, NFC playoffs. They're two-and-a-half-point road favorites against the Carolina Panthers. I know everyone loves Dan Campbell, hard knocks. This team's been fun to watch this year. But the Detroit Lions have drastic home road splits on offense. Jared Goff, great at home. That offense puts up 25 to 30 points a game at Ford Field. They are not the same type of offense away from Ford Field. They're playing at Carolina this week. Carolina is a a two-and-a-half-point home dog, and I think they're a live home dog. We know one thing about the Lions' defense. You can throw all over them. Sam Darnold, DJ Moore, LaVisca Chanel, Terrace Marshall, I think those guys' ceiling and floor is elevated in this matchup. I think the ceiling and floor is lowered on the Detroit side with their passing game. And I think there's going to be a rock fight, tough game, where Detroit's going to be coming down to the final possession one way or the other to try and win this one. I think Carolina can pull off the upset I love them plus two and a half. I'd even sprinkle a little on the money line. I think this Detroit team has been good and exceeded expectation, but a lot of people think they'll just walk into Carolina and cover and win that game. Carolina's been really, really spunky as of late under Steve Wilkes with 
uh, Darnold at running back and our Darnold at quarterback, pardon me, and those, yeah. that offense doing just enough with the defense. So I like the Panthers there uh, to spring the upset potentially on the Lions. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely – I am absolutely smelling what Tyler's stepping in. I'm mowing what he's growing. Tyler Folger, man, we appreciate it, buddy. <laughs> Thank you for the insight as always. And you can see him on Daily Wager. Tyler Folger, our ESPN Sports Betting Analyst here at uh, at the Worldwide Leader. Thanks, buddy. No problem. Okay, so I feel like he, he makes a lot of sense. I feel like I, want, I was taking a lot of notes, Gabe. I don't know about you, but but the, the thing about, about Carolina being a live dog, man, that's that, that supports our pick from earlier in the show about the playoff favorite that could you know playoff um oh hopeful that could be upset this week so i feel like you've been you've been validated a few times over today so far yeah we i think we are both a little bit scared just to absolutely <laughs> dive in and the fact that tyler just let us hey no hey there's no fear yeah. you guys are all, you guys were on the right track with what you were thinking earlier yeah. so that makes me feel a lot better about picking carolina over detroit let it rip canton carlin is presented by progressive insurance save when you bundle motorcycle rv and boat insurance visit progressive.com is one first year head coach actually coaching for his job in the last 3 games of the season it's can he or can't he with Gabe and Randy, next on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Team Carlin. ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Series XM Channel 80, your smart speaker, Gabe Neitzel, ESPN Milwaukee. You can hear him in the mornings with Jen Latta and Mark Chamora. And man, I went to college with people who are very jealous of your proximity to uh, to Mark Chamora, man. I tell you what, I'm Randy Scott here in Bristol, Connecticut. Uh, the veteran quarterback discussion is an interesting one for next season. Is We're sort of circling the drain here uh, with this NFL regular season, three weeks to go. And guys like Matt Stafford are going to be watching the playoffs along with the rest of us. I know the Packers are still mathematically alive. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to kill them before they're they're ready to go here, but like you could say that it's been a down year for Aaron Rodgers. Can, Gabe, is that fair? Go ahead and kill them off if you want to. If you if you want to say the Packers season's <laughs> over, you can basically say that. That's it's perfectly fine. But this has been the year that, I don't know, man, maybe our own uh I'm, I'm reminded of my own football fandom mortality here because guys like Stafford, Rodgers, Brady, Russell Wilson, uh, Matt Ryan, I mean, even Derek Carr, I can, we can just make this equal time as a Raider fan. But there have been veteran quarterbacks that have really struggled this season. And for Brady in particular, who turns 46 uh, in 2023, you know, there are questions about whether it's not just about having a rebound season, but just riding off into the sunset and being done with it. 
Jeff Darlington was on this very show yesterday, and the question was, what veteran quarterback do you expect to have a bounce back next season? Here's Darlington's answer. Okay, this is a guy. Matt Ryan hears that lament. Look, who are Matt Ryan's offensive weapons outside of Jonathan Taylor, who wasn't healthy most of this season? I yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, it's not Godwin. It's not Mike Evans. Yeah, no. The the problem when I look at Brady, it just seems like he's a little jumpy in the pocket. The the last interception he threw is because he was getting hit from the front. Brady, as he gets older, the one thing that has, I mean, the dude didn't have a ton of athleticism to lose, but as you get older, 45, 46 next year, that athleticism just isn't there. He can still maneuver within the pocket, but to me, if Brady plays next year, it has to be with an offensive line that you feel really good about being able to protect him. That's that's what I think. Yeah. I think if he's going to play and he's going to be the bounce back guy, he's got to have a really good offensive line in front of him. The rest, I still think he can figure out, but that's the most important thing for him. We've seen him at a younger age be able to be competitive, successful, productive with lesser talent. He needs better talent at this stage of his career, but he needs time to find him. That's a tremendous point about the offensive line. In your opinion, Gabe, going through that list – you could put Rodgers on there. Just these, these veteran quarterbacks who really had down seasons this year. Who do you think has the best chance to bounce back? I think Aaron Rodgers does have a really good chance to bounce back next year. He's going to have another year in, in training camp to go through with the young receiving core that he has. The, the offensive line, I think, is going to be healthier than it has been this year. It'll be interesting to see what the Packers decide to do with Aaron Jones, if they're going to extend him because uh, they need to reduce a salary cap hit for next year. I, I think it's got to be Aaron Rodgers because even if he comes back, there's going to be a lot of talk of, oh, should probably give up on Aaron Rodgers, should probably doubt Aaron Rodgers the way it was back in 2019 going into the 2020 season when then the Packers decided to draft Jordan Love. And it seems like Rodgers is one of those guys, whether he wants to admit it or not, when there's that chatter out there that maybe he's done or maybe he's not as good as everyone thinks he once, you know, he's still as good as he once was, that's when he comes to play. That's when he goes back-to-back MVP. So I think some of that negative chatter is only going to fuel Aaron Rodgers as he continues to feed off of that perception. Gabe, does he love it as much, though? Does he love all of it? Not just not the game. I think if you crystallize the game for a lot of these guys, they would they would still you know, you'd have to pry him off the field. I think they'd still love it. But the, the, I don't know, the headache that comes with it, some of it self-imposed. Like, did, does he love it as much as he once did? That's a great question. I, I can't imagine the answer to that is yes. Because as you get, in, once you get to the age that Brady is, or once you get to that age that Rodgers is, those guys that are your pals, yeah. they're just not there anymore. You know, th- there's yeah. just such a disconnect when you've got guys coming to the league that, oh man, I loved growing up and watching you play. Like, there's just going to be a, dis- a natural disconnect there that to me probably makes it a little less fun because you're not with your buddies the way it was back in 2011, 2012, mm-hmm. 2013. Yeah, yeah, that's true. When you bounce back from all of it, physically, psychologically, mentally, all of it, uh, a lot quicker, right? You're a lot more elastic when you were when you were younger. Speaking of being a young quarterback, has Zach Wilson failed the Jets or have the Jets failed Zach Wilson? Gabe Knight's already Scott in for the guys. Canty and Carlin, it's next. He's been ready.
Check out Canty and Carlin weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.